Welcome back to Gotta Be Me podcast. We're so happy to be here again with you today. We are your hosts. My name is Sophia Benyon, and this is my cousin, Peyton Benyon. Welcome back to our channel, everybody. If you are new here, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you so much. We are so excited today because we are doing our first interview. We're having other guests on our show, which is what we always wanted to get to eventually. We're very excited, and we have two of the most special guests we could ever ask for on our show. We brought our moms on. On the left is my mom. Her name is Sarah Benyon, and um, I personally believe that she is one of the most wise and beautiful and caring people in the whole entire world. <laughs> Meet my mom. And this is my mom. Her name is Stacy Benyon. I also believe that she's very um wise, intelligent, and caring as well. <laughs> but anyways, we're so glad to be able to bring them on here and allow them to be our first experiment. They agreed to come. You know, moms always come through for you, so we're glad about that. So we'll see how this goes, but we want to ask them some questions. Um, we want to get to, we want to ask them what it was like raising us, <laughs> but we want to get some background first, so we're just going to get right into the questions today. I'll start with my own mom. Mom, um, how did you, kind of what kind of setting did you grow up in? And what was your, I guess, your diversity experience? Was it a very diverse place? And just kind of what was it like? Well, I was born and raised in Joliet, Illinois, which is about 50 miles outside of Chicago, southwest. Close to a big town. Not super close. We sometimes had experiences going into the city, but um, we weren't just there all the time. Mm -hmm. And... There is diversity in Joliet um, back then, and I haven't been back very much since then, but um, it was kind of segregated. Really? Um, oh, once I got to kindergarten, which was in 1979, I went to school on the east side of town, which is where more of the ethnic diversity was located. Didn't you tell me one time that that was on purpose, like your mom? Yeah, she had us bust over there. My, I guess my parents jointly decided because it was a... Um, a magnet school and it was called individual education and uh, it was kind of a unique uh, educational philosophy and it really appealed to their mind frame they mm -hmm. were kind of um, I don't know hippies social activists somewhat from I the 1960s and um, had very liberal ideas or I don't know about very but they were liberal mm -hmm. and um, progressive and like the idea of a new type of um, educational philosophy. So we were in school with a diverse group of children from okay. from kindergarten garden on. So the whole, so there was a school closer to you all. Oh yes. But they decided no. We want the more diverse school. Right, and it was a long bus ride. That's a great uh, advantage, right? That your parents kind of put. It you in was, that and um, we didn't realize it, but I think they did. I think they knew that it would be a um, an excellent experience for us. I can see how that would definitely be true. How about you, Aunt Stacy? How did you kind of? So grow up? I definitely have a different experience. So I grew up um, about three and a half hours south of Chicago in a little farm community. What um, farm girl? I'm a farm girl. I grew up on the <laughs> Check farm. Check it out. And so the town closest to me, I grew up on the farm. Literally, mm -hmm. my dad is a farmer. Really? Um, he's a retired farmer. And 
grew up in a very near a very small town um, population 60 people when i was there i checked the population no recently small and it's down to 30. no way yeah people are moving away in oh droves my. yeah in droves so, oh 30 of them yeah away. all 30 of them have left or <laughs> passed away i don't know uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an older town. it's an older community but the the school that i went to was 100 percent white really? so it was, it was three towns in the area that went to the same school district. And in my junior high and high school, it would have been 120 students, seventh through 12th grade. Whoa. And tiny every school, single one of them town. was farm community, white. Um, I guess the diversity would have come in more so, like my mom worked at the local university, which was a half hour away. Okay. And it was a bigger university, uh, Western Illinois University. And she worked in the sports department and so, all the coaches and the athletes, I interacted with them basically my whole life. So that's where- From your mom's- From, from my mom's, where yeah, mom worked. Okay. where she worked. So in high school, I mean, we would have like a foreign exchange student every once in a while. That poor student that, must have felt very But that was strange. it. <laughs> that was totally so it. But, I, but growing up, I did a lot of sports and like in the sports, I would- like I would go to a higher level, and so I would have to go to bigger cities to compete. Oh, so then you and had so, exposure that yeah, way. Yeah, so um, I would play basketball. What's your biggest sports accomplishment? How high did so you jump? Remember I, you had oh, the okay. record? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, in eighth grade, I so I won state in, eighth, in seventh and eighth grade. I won the what? high jump in seventh and eighth grade. And so I held the state record in eighth grade for probably about 20 years. That I deserves so a in, round of applause. In eighth grade, right. in eighth grade I jumped five it was either five four or five five i think it was five five okay, and then well, my whole life i imagined it was five eight that was my college like that was more more so my college okay job. so i got a scholarship to run track in college but yeah that record finally got broken and my mom was actually there to see it it was really? hilarious yeah so my niece was actually running at the state track meet oh, and my mom always every year she would get the program and make sure nobody broke my record Really? She ordered the program every year. Yeah, my mom was the best sports mom ever. She Aww. she traveled everywhere, and so she would get the program. And one year she saw that a girl was getting close to it because you could see what they jumped before they got there, and she was there for, to watch my niece run track. And she was trying to break my record. And my mom went down and met her parents, and then she called me crying. She called me crying. I think I was married with three children, oh and she called me crying. It was. 20 years later, and I thought something serious had happened, well, right? yeah. And so she told me somebody broke my record, and I just started laughing. But she was super excited because the Aww. family was really nice. And That's great that yeah. she's so engaged. Mom, I know you were never as competitive as Stacy, but you were into sports some, right? Mm-hmm. What'd you play? Um, first soccer, and then softball a little bit, but just slow pitch in the police athletic league. And mm -hmm. that was not super competitive, but I thought it was at the time. Um, and then basketball, which became my great love. Was that your favorite basketball? Yeah, probably. My mom is 5'2", <clears throat> y'all. 5'1". 5'1". <laughs> Maybe still, <clears throat> if I haven't shrunk yet. But she can shoot for real. Not anymore. No? No. You haven't done it in a while. We should go out and play. Oh, yeah. Uh, no? And Stacey be dunking on you for sure. <laughs> I'm telling you. We're on the five, same team. Yeah, right. Five, ten or something? I'm 5'10". Five, five, yeah, 5'10". Shrinking ten. to 5'9", I think. Now you see where me and Sophia get it from. The height difference. It's the mom's fault. It's the mom's. It's <laughs> my fault. You're so, short. whenever you... So, I'm assuming then because you 
kind of grew up with a diverse experience. You had a lot of, like your friend group was diverse as well. Mm -hmm. um, sure. How did you like, how did you meet dad? How did you know dad was the one out of? Oh, you made people? a leap. So okay. I didn't meet him until college. Okay. How did I know he was the one? I don't know. He just was smart and handsome and athletic and <laughs> actually I really thought that he wouldn't be interested in me because he was really talented and well we're gonna have to get him on the show to hear how yeah he it's an embarrassing it. story so, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm funny. not being entirely candid how about you and Stacy like so you kind of grew up in a very one culture Sheltered. but then you had some exposure so yeah. I mean how did you go from an all-white town to like being married to Uncle Byron? I, I guess I just, ne I mean, growing up, I grew up, grew up super naive, okay. so I never really, like, paid attention to the difference. My parents never really said anything that made me think, really? um, think anything bad. And you either, right, Mom? No. No, definitely not in my family. Which is so interesting because you, so you all basically had the, or my mom was just saying she had this experience where she didn't really have to think about it, and then she has these children who are forced to face the fact of being black every day, are forced to Consider deal the with the prejudices and think about it because you have two different sides of the family. Well, they were actually raised in a less diverse community than I was. And right. and sometimes we, we really want to get into that ourselves. Like, it's really interesting how you all, well, you grew up diverse and you had exposure, but we kind of grew up in at least for times where we were kind of only the only black or mixed ethnic family in the area. So, yeah, our child said we're kind not of... Not for lack of a desire for there to of be more diversity not. where we were. It was just where we happened to be at the time. And we actually chose where we were going to raise our family based on diversity. Right. Like, you know, Uncle Byron and I talked about it. We're like, we want our children to grow up in a, in a diverse neighborhood, mm -hmm. in a diverse area where... Like when when he actually proposed or asked my father for permission to to propose, my father actually asked, you know, like, what are you gonna do if you know when you have children? And Uncle Byron's answer was, well, we're not going to raise them here, which would have been in the country in an all white um, country setting, mm -hmm. and that was a conscious decision not to do that right. because we knew our children would face like different situation than obviously I grew up, and we didn't want it to be in that setting so have you like ever now since you've married uncle byron and you know had mixed ethnic uh, mis mixed ethnicity your children are of mis mixed ethnicity that's hard to say tripping on those <laughs> words have you ever experienced people making strange comments or being rude or yeah people ask like people ask the goofiest questions sometimes. Mm -hmm. And well, I growing it's up- out of ignorance, right? It, like, it is. I don't think they're trying to be mean, but growing up, I never thought you had to look like your parents because I, in all honesty, both my parents have dark hair and dark eyes. Right, and you don't look like your parents or your siblings. So I don't look like my parents or my siblings, but the thing is nobody ever questioned if they were my parents. Mm -hmm. So when I when I had, Peyton's my, my oldest, and when I had my daughter, she doesn't necessarily look like me in in all ways. Although she always I, tries to claim that I do. I will say I do have a picture of us side by side on my phone, and she looks just like me. Maybe we she can does. put it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually took pictures of all my children, put them side by side. They all look a little bit like me. They all have so, something, right? Yeah. But I never thought you had to look like your parents. But then when people questioned, like I literally had somebody ask where Peyton's mom was because clearly I couldn't be her mom. And oh, I, wow. I mean, 
I could have taken that and been offended, but I just took it as like super ignorant. Yeah, I'm sorry. You need a so biology ignorant. class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little big B, little B. How about you, Mom? Was it different the first time you, once my hair started getting long and you tried to? Well, I was never much into doing my own hair growing up. <laughs> yeah. I wore it you short. You were a tomboy yes. when you were younger. So huh? was I. So it was a whole too. new experience all around doing hair, braiding hair. So, and was that the first time you learned how to braid hair? Yeah. And I started learning yeah, how to French funny. braid hair, and I was no wonder you know, I looked like that when I was. Oh, on. <laughs> she did a good job. I guess we're going to be showing a picture <laughs> of her too. So there is a picture. Camille was a baby, so you were just a little over. Weird I have like a not so much that. Okay. But she had a front ponytail. <laughs> yeah, like that just kind of stuck up great. like a fountain. Yeah, it looks like arched it's there over for no good reason. It was no cute. good reason, but <laughs> you know what? It she had to be kind of gathered in and controlled in some way so that it just wasn't out like that. And I didn't know how to do side braids or anything like that. And I'm not good with fine motor to this day. I so feel like I remember you experimenting with lots of different hair lotions too. I'm sure we did. To this day, I do that. Like I feel like it's just a My part of the black girl said experience. We had a hair graveyard. Nope. Hair this product didn't graveyard. Work. Try that. Put it back. Sure. Or Next. offer it to a friend or an, or a niece or anybody. When when Peyton was born, it was it was funny because she had completely straight hair when she did was born. Did she have born. a lot of hair when she was born? She had a good amount of hair, um, but she didn't get her first like when she turned six months. She got a little flip, and I'm like, oh how cute! Oh, She's gonna, gonna, gonna have curly. curls. And then by the time, and it was so funny because Grandma, my mother-in-law, um, hadn't seen her for a while, and when she turned one, I called Grandma, and I'm like, what should I put in it? It's getting curly, and you know, it's getting. <coughs> Yeah, I need some product, right? And so I was asking for advice, and she's like, oh, you know, I'm sure it's fine. She didn't believe you no, about she how didn't curly believe, it was getting. No, and it got super curly by the time. She had a cute afro, but I didn't oh. really know what to do with it and what to put in it. So, you know, a little bit of water and a little bit of whatever you find at Walmart type of thing. Yeah. And then when Grandma finally saw it, she's like, okay, let's go to the store. <laughs> That's cute. And she's you like, see it now, it's 4C all the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Somehow you ended up pro. with the really curly hair, and mine's like curly, but not nearly as curly as yours. I don't know what mine would be. Maybe 3C, something like that. She got my like, super thick and his super curl. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I wonder if, I wonder if your dad's hair somehow ended up being curlier than my dad's hair. I do not know. No, dad's got really curly hair. His hair is But curly, it's thin. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think you got thinner hair. Yeah. Maybe if it was if it was more dense, then It'd it would be a little yeah. more curly. And even my boys have curlier hair than like your boys. Both of them, right? Well, well, Jesse and Ezra are um, pretty. Like, are kind of like Titus. Jesse and Ezra yeah, yeah. are Titus, but then Isaac has a whole. Afro. Isaac has an afro. A golden afro. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. And with blue eyes too. Jesse's is getting more like that, eyes. isn't it? You think? I don't know. His is reddish. Jesse's is reddish. I'm not talking about the color. I'm just saying tighter. Tighter curls. Tighter curls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's always interesting how different the children can turn out whenever you have a mixed ethnicity. The parents look very different from each other. Actually, if you would see a picture of Uncle Byron next to next to Peyton, they would be very similar skin tones, especially. And then the boys more would be my be skin tone. Like and so we have we don't have much in the middle, but we have both ends of the spectrum. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of. And then mom, people get confused about you. I have people asking me all the time, Does, "Is your mom?" And they don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> Where? What? what is your mom? Is she from? And they don't know how to ask it. Remember, one of my friends, one of my friends that I grew up with, was like, found out recently that my mom was, I mean, what would be considered white. And they're like, oh, no way! I always thought she was black. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know where you got that. But well, I take it for a compliment for sure, and um, don't see what they see. 
Do you think it's but, the Jewish in you, maybe? I think it's the olive skin tone mm -hmm. and just kind of like unidentifiable. And you you know, have somewhere. really dark hair and dark eyes. and. Well, yeah, except my hair is not dark well, not anymore. anymore. But um, I don't know. But I do get that question directly, too. And you probably never get that question. If you, what are you? probably asks no. you if you're black or anything. They don't, although I did have somebody, um, they kind of stumped themselves and asked if my mom was black. Mm -hmm. Why did they ask that? We don't know why. why? We don't know. That's very well, confusing. because they saw my children. So then they were like, it's your <laughs> mom. see my dad? <laughs> so I think fine. they stopped themselves mid-question, but I knew it's that's where they were late. going. It was so funny. Yeah. So the last question I kind of want to ask you all about was, so y'all grew up, <clears throat> um, you wouldn't consider, you wouldn't have considered yourself a Christian, you know, as a Secular. young person, right? And would you have either? Um, Technically, I probably would have, okay. um, just out of not knowing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we went, okay, so it was so funny, because we went, we would attend services, not regularly, but every once in a while, we'd go to the Scioto Christian Church. Okay. And so people would ask, you know, what religion I was. And I said I was a Christian, and they're like, what kind? I'm like, the Christian kind. <laughs> because you know how, like, there's denominations, denominations or whatever, right. but we literally went to the Christian the church. The Christian church. And so when they asked what denomination, I would just say Christian, and they're like, oh, never mind. You know, like, you know. You don't know, but that's just what it was. So kind of my last question for both of y'all is like, what has it been like to become a Christian? And I mean, you can answer in your own way, but kind of some things I'd like to just throw out there is, you know, how did your upbringing affect your ex uh, Christianity experience? How did your marriages affect your Christianity experience? Um, you know, and, you know, even like, Nobody's perfect, right? And there, you've probably had some different experiences being a Christian than maybe others have just because of who you're married to and who your children are and things like that. So, Well, I think I was um, raised with um, po politics more as a religion, I think, oh, okay. than actual church going. We went to a Unitarian place when I was very young, and... I'm sure that a lot of those values were instilled in me pretty strongly. I don't remember just, you know, outright messages or specifics about the doctrine or anything like that. I think it's kind of a wide open doctrine anyways, and that's mm -hmm. probably why I don't remember. But um, in, let's see, well, it's universalist or Unitarian or both, and I'm not sure which one's supposed to go in front of the other. Sometimes I've heard it one way and sometimes the other way. But um, the teaching, which maybe most of the viewers would already know, is that um, all religions basically are worshiping the same God just under a different name and with okay. different set of cultural values. Mm -hmm. And um, it all gets you to the same place, really. And um, and like I said, my parents were... Well, my parents got divorced when I was, um, well, in sixth grade or so. My dad wasn't in the picture as much. I still saw him. He still was a big part of my life, but um, but my mom was really influential when it came to you know political views, and um, so I was able more articulate about that kind of thing and you know what Democrats stood for versus what Republicans stood for all that time than mm -hmm. I was at all literate or knowledgeable about the Bible or um, or Christianity. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of stories about religion, I guess, from when I was fairly young. One is from I think maybe around first grade when I was eating my regular um, 
back then bagels weren't as big as they've gotten since then. Like they've come in and out, you know, and they're gone again, but they were not known of when I was in first grade. It was a Jewish thing, huh? It was, yeah. And um, I always had one in my lunch, a bagel sandwich. And so one of my classmates asked me one day if I was Jewish. And I didn't really know what that meant, so I had to go home and ask my mom. And um, she said, yeah, you are Jewish, and, you know, we're Jewish. Bubba's a Jew, and I'm a Jew. That means you're Jews, you and your brother. And um, I said, oh, so what is, what is that? What does that mean? And she said, well, that means that we're God's chosen people. <laughs> And I was like, this is major news. <laughs> like, this is really important. Like, we're chosen, and we didn't, you know, like, do or say anything in particular. To, we're just the chosen people. So that, I don't know what I thought about that at that age. But, um, of course, I've had thoughts about it since then. And then, again, later on in, I think, fourth or fifth grade, I went with a friend to, I'm guessing in my memory, that it was a Baptist church. And I heard my first um, Helen brimfire, what is it, brimstone, brimstone. and hellfire mm -hmm. message. That I had never heard anything like that about it scare you? if you're not a Christian, you're going to hell. And so my question now for my mom was, are we Christians? <laughs> and um, are we Jewish? And she we said, Christians? well, yeah, we're Christians. <laughs> we celebrate Christmas. So, you know, to her, that's what that meant, was mm -hmm. that we're Christians. And at, at that time, I don't think that it really had that much more significance in her mind. Although she had a pretty significant religious experience as a child because, um, yeah, just because of her upbringing and the way things were. Her parents, her mother was a Jew, her father was um, a fallen away Catholic, is how my grandmother always described him, and neither of them went to church or synagogue, but the um, my mom and her sister um, were there and the parents knew that they needed some kind of religious influence, so they let them walk to the Lutheran church up oh, the block really? by themselves every Sunday for Sunday school and hmm. I don't know. So they learned a lot of Christian doctrine early on, but my mom thought there was something really wrong with the um, teaching that a, a baby that dies won't go to heaven unless it's been baptized. baptized. Mm -hmm. So she kind of <clears throat> rejected it from mm -hmm. an early age. So um, I think a lot of that came across in her parenting of us mm -hmm. was like there's things about Christianity that just aren't right and we're not going to go along with all that. And would you but say she did your mom was still right about some of those things like even to this day now now that you have understanding mm -hmm. of what real Christianity was you look back and you can kind of say I can see why she rejected it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how did you come to true Christianity kind of like just in well, short? A, I'm sorry I don't it's tell okay, short it's stories okay. I only know the long format but um, but through my husband and he had a very different upbringing than I did. And that's maybe the biggest thing. Not so much that, um, you know, he's black and I'm white. Mm -hmm. That was not a big obstacle for us to get over because we had, you know, culture, not family, mm -hmm. but just school experiences. Right. And the people we were around. The Generational, we, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, his religious upbringing was vastly different from mine. And um, that showed up very early on in our marriage, like almost on day two, <laughs> or maybe literally day four or something like that. And um, so he started going to church very regularly, mm -hmm. services. And, um, and I went with him at some point toward the beginning, but I was like, oh, no, that's not for me. I'm just not going to go. <laughs> and so then I didn't for quite a while. But then after you were born, 
um, he wanted to take you to service, mm -hmm. and that was a point of contention because I wanted to spend my Sunday evenings with you because mm -hmm. I worked on Sunday during the day, and um, so I had to start coming to services because he had you there with him in the evening on Sunday. So then I was exposed to a, little bit forced. a lot um, more uh, doctrine than what I had you ever known about before be, huh? at that time. <laughs> yes. And so eventually you came around or you decided it was it was good you know, after all was a good idea yeah it took some time and a lot of um differences in our marriage um and you know some emotional things and um some i don't know having a child of course um you probably hear it from every mother that's ever been a mother that it changes you mm -hmm. fundamentally it makes you think about um what's really important in life right. and you know what the purpose of all this is mm -hmm. and what you need to do and be as a mother to give your child the best right and um, and so that had a large part to play and I was actually expecting my second daughter when I made a religious conversion because you know things had just been working on me spiritual truths that I couldn't get away from so how long have you and dad been married now 26 family. years. That yeah. deserves a round of applause too. Well, thank you. How about you, Stacey? What was your kind of religious and then Christian experience like? So growing up, um, my grandma was a big part of um, big part of our life, and she went to the local Christian church. So my mom would always take us. Which my grandma um, was actually my dad's mom. Okay. Um, my dad, um, my dad was. He, he always said, you don't have to go to a building to be a Christian. And so he took that literally and never went and to never the building. never went to the building. Um, I think I remember seeing my dad in... Same generation as my mom. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, he was in the, in the Navy and I don't know, maybe had a, a bad experience at some point. And so he didn't really um, go, but he, he held a high moral standard. Really? Um, you know, I mean... He just said that you don't have to be in a building to know God, mm -hmm. and so. And but, I mean, that's but it true, wasn't super. Right? My my upbringing, I wouldn't say it was super religious, mm -hmm. um, but we would go. Um, like my mom would take us to you know Bible camps in the summer or church camps in the summer. We'd go to you know vacation Bible school, mm -hmm. and we would do all those things, and we would go um, like go to church with my grandma and we'd go with my mom mm -hmm. um, to the local Christian church, and then my brother and I actually got baptized in that church. I think I want to say he was maybe 17 and I was 15, mm -hmm. um, but I didn't really have a whole lot of understanding. I just knew. Um, Felt like you should. Yeah. Well, I should. And I knew I wanted to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know the right way to do it. I didn't have a whole lot of exposure to like um, doctrine or anything like that. It was just I didn't pay a whole lot of attention growing up. Um, I just did You're it just because living, yeah, huh? I was just kind of doing it. And then like when I went away to college, um, I kind of veered away from it quite a bit. And then, you know, I would try to find my way back out of guilt. Um, you know, it was kind of just this yo-yo thing. And mm -hmm. then I would put it on the shelf for a while. And then, you know, like your mom said, um, actually when when I got married, um, I and we actually were expecting our first child shortly after we got married. Um, so we got, we got pregnant <laughs> basically right away. And so we, we were older when we got married, so um, we thought, you know, we should start a family. How long have y'all been married? We've been married 20 years. Oh, you're right behind, you're just a few yeah, years behind. 20 that. years, and so we, we actually celebrated our first anniversary with a one-month-old. Oh, really? 
Totally. Yeah. So when um, so when we got married and found out we were expecting our first child, I told my husband, and he wasn't a Christian at the time, although he grew up with a background much more Christian, like Christian background than I did probably. Right. Um, I told him that I wanted to raise our children in, in church. Really? Yeah. So I actually, um, so he was a, he's a school teacher. And so he looked around the school to look for, you know, the best Christian children. Mm -hmm. And we decided to go to that church. Mm -hmm. Um, and we went to that church and we went there and finally found, we went to a couple of different churches and then found the one that we liked. And so that's the one that, um, that we were attending, mm -hmm. um, when our first two children were born. So okay. Peyton and Titus were born. And then... So like what happened that you thought, you know, no, not this, something else? Did happen. That's kind of a long story. That is, right? I don't know. I'm not trying to make it too it's, long. But like, I mean, you were considering yourselves Christians and attending a Christian church. So why did it become like, like, were you a true Christian at the time? Um, I guess I would say based on the knowledge that I had, I was doing the best I knew how. Right. In some ways, I was doing the best I knew how. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, at some point, that's what God requires of you, right? Absolutely. Um, but then the more I got around um, the Binion family, um, I saw kind of a different side of things. Uh -huh. um, and I saw, um, I saw a joy in, in Christianity that I hadn't really seen before. Okay. Um, and I wanted that, I wanted that for me and I wanted that for my family. Mm -hmm. So I, I went that direction. Um, actually, um, uncle Byron and I, um, became Christians. We actually, um, got saved on the same day. Really? Yeah. Got saved on the same day at the same service. Um, yeah. So it was good. Peyton was four and I think Titus was just a tiny it? baby. I mean, I remember the wedding. But I don't, it's don't not very clear in my memory. Yeah. It was a very family affair. It was a very family affair. <laughs> it was, yeah, Uncle Monkle's wedding. So, yeah. That's amazing. The day after, right? Yeah, that weekend. He was like, okay, Christianity is got to be funner than this. We yeah, gotta. yeah. Yeah, just that no matter what happens in your life, there's there's a, an underlying joy. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw that in the Binion family. And I'm like, okay something like there's something what there do they have that what I do don't. they have that i'm missing like mm -hmm. there was a void mm -hmm. there was a void i was trying to fill it with you know different things in life that you know perhaps you know you could try to fill it with a husband or family or children mm -hmm. or you know hobbies or whatever but i really was just missing like god in a real sense in my right. life i said that was gonna be the last question but i do want to ask one more question for both of you when you met our dads when you were like our age college age so that would have been maybe a little before you met our dads, but when you were in that age, what was your favorite genre of music? Right at that time? What did you listen to the most? Well, we were listening to the D'Angelo Brown Sugar album. That was the one. As, that's not a genre I know, that's a specific artist. Album but um, specifics are great. That was the main thing that we were listening to when we met. So was R&B like your favorite? It had been. I went through phases then in college where right. I listened to some other genres, but Were you up ever until into college, yes, I was into hip hop. I would have been listening to a lot of R and B, and then Uncle Byron would have been big time hip hop. Okay, he boys was, to men, huh? Oh, totally. Me and Mom would group? jam to some boys and men. Yeah, boys to men was that was where it's at. Boys to men, different things like that. I liked I liked the older music too. Mm -hmm. You know, some Luther. Oh, okay, okay, like, not too old. No, not 
not too old. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like, like myself. Also. I like Luther myself. Yeah, Never like too the, much has got to be one of my favorite songs ever. Classic. <laughs> yeah. So I was into some of that. So I would kind of go back and forth between the, the, R and B and the old stuff. So if we get mom to rap, will you sing? I'm not a singer. <laughs> Come on. You know this. <laughs> Just for fun. I am not a singer. That would not be fun. That would be torture for all those involved. <laughs> Well, it's been so wonderful to have our moms on the show with us today. We loved having and we loved hearing stories old and new. We hope you all enjoyed it too. You know what time it is. Peace, love, and hair grease.